The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 3 Brady Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Tack, and with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Clark. Hello! Hello, hello! Scare me. Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> and on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, as we break down the bunch one episode at a time. What we do, Jimmy, as you know, we take the episode, mm-hmm. we break it down. We do. We then feel we just don't have enough talent for it, mm. only to find out that we're much better off not doing it at all. That's true. All for you, the listener. But that's not going to happen. No. I don't want people getting scared. <laughs> On today's episode, we take a look at season five, episode 10, <clears throat> entitled Try Try Again. Yes. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, Paramount Plus, and uh, Amazon Prime. Man, was, you were loud today. I don't know. Ooh. I just saw my mouth and out of game. That's what your dad said. Hell yeah. <laughs> so how was your week? It was all right. Not too bad. Really? Not too shabby. Wasn't fine as wine, kind of chatty. Yeah, I guess so. That's a given by this point. <laughs> but how, you're not you're not amazed. That I remember that anymore. No, <laughs> it takes the fun out of it when you remember. I know. I know. That's okay. Got a new bass guitar that came uh, in the mail finally. That's awesome. Hell, Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, we did a little bit of uh, bass work today. We did. Yeah, like yes, set them we up. Do. <laughs> 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 and uh, I might say, you look nice today, Jimmy. Oh, I guess we can what? always say that. But I was just trying to make a point that we're oh, in the same oh, room. Oh. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking, what? Where's he going with this? Okay, <laughs> we are in the same room. We can get we can gaze in each other's, into each other's eyes yeah. as we're talking about belly. Yeah, not digital self. <laughs> I can actually reach out and touch you because we discussed Whoa! plies. <laughs> No plies. Sorry, I didn't mean to get that close. You're talking about plies and thank yous. <laughs> <laughs> so while we're on the subject, what did you think of this episode? It was rehashed. It was interesting, I guess. I mean, I think this is like the third or fourth time they've done this this episode. So what? Brady Bunch um, would not reuse topics. No, I know. I know. That's silly talk on my part. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it felt like, you know. That's yeah, okay. um, I even think it was was a similar episode about Jan. Also, so there was one about Jan. There was one about Bobby. I feel like there was one about Peter. I feel like I feel I feel I feel so too. Is that I don't know. I've said that right. People are going to be saying it now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this one was okay. But what I really liked is I thought Eve Plum did a really good job on this episode. I thought so too. Yeah, and I thought she looked really good too. Like she looked really mature, like yeah. older. Like she just looked nice. Like she was dressed unusually, very nice. Mm-hmm. She looked great. And like I don't know. I think her acting was really good. I really like the way Carol just adds pizzazz in the kitchen by challenging her <laughs> husband and stuff. That's just so quirky and fun. 
We love Carol. We do. <laughs> Once again, it's, it's not a Flohan issue, not a Florence Henderson issue. We love her. She's, you know, wonderful. It's the character Carol. Yes, 100% the character. <laughs> now, Jimmy, Jimmy was alone on this for a long time, but I'm slowly on board. Yes. <laughs> we we don't like Carol. No. Uh-uh. And she really pissed me off in this episode. Yeah. And you're going to see how much by all my colorful commentary about her. <laughs> yeah. Good old Carol. <clears throat> so another exciting thing about this episode, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. We have somebody who sent in audio clips for this episode. Get right out of town. I won't. This is our second episode with somebody who sent in audio clips. Very nice. At least somebody's doing their homework. Who is the awesome person that did their homework? (laughs) It is Emmy Kate. Emmy Kate. Friend of the show. Very interesting. That's cool. Good. We get to hear her voice. Uh Uh-huh. Her sultry voice. Hell yeah. All right, so get to look forward to that coming up. Hell yeah. And uh, so this is where we take our first break. Cool, yeah, because I was getting tired. Like, I was like, <laughs> I know. ooh, man. <laughs> I, know, I saw you over there, like, breathing heavy. I was, I was dozing off and stuff. <laughs> All right, but when we come back, we're going to get into this and really break it down. Break it down. So don't you don't you go nowhere. Okay, I won't. <laughs> and listeners, you don't go anywhere oh, either. Okay. Okay. We'll be back. Coming in the fall of 2022, Tommy and the Order of Cosmic Champions, a new novel inspired by the toys and cartoons of the 1980s. Click the link in today's show notes to preview now. The book follows 11-year-old Tommy Grant, who is trying to deal with some unfavorable circumstances in his otherwise tranquil life in rural 1980s Ohio. He retreats to the thing he loves most, the Order of Cosmic Champions long-running animated TV program and line of toys that provides Tommy with a much-needed boost of joy, especially when he discovers that the manufacturer is holding a nationwide create-a-character contest. The winning design will be made into an action figure and be sold the world over, with its creator becoming president for a day at the headquarters of the manufacturer. But when Tommy's character design loses out, his world begins to crumble, and you can only think of one way to fix it. Find the kid that submitted the winning design and try to convince him to help make Tommy's dream come true. Visit orderofcosmicchampions.com now where you can read about the inspiration for the new book. Watch the teaser trailer. Listen to the official theme song, Stand or Fall by Stan Bush. See action figure designs based on the Order of Cosmic Champions characters. And sign up for updates on the novel's progress and upcoming release date. That's orderofcosmicchampions.com or click the link in today's show notes. Tommy and the Order of Cosmic Champions, a new novel by Anthony Rapino and Anthony Great. Coming in the fall of 2022.
And we are back. Yes. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you. This is a god somewhere. <laughs> Turn around for me, ladies, watch, please. Uh, all right, so we have season five, episode ten, entitled "Try, Try Again." Yes, facts about the episode are first aired on November sixteenth, nineteen seventy three, mm. written by Al Schwartz and Larry Rhine, directed by George Tyne. Huh. Hmm. So, according to IMDb, in real life, a child's placement in ballet class is determined by age and skill level. Students whose ages are five or six years apart like Cindy and Marsha would not normally be in the same <laughs> class unless it's purely recreational. Okay. And As opposed to what? They do like <clears throat> recitals and shows and performances. And stuff oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in a retread of her sister's shadow, like we just discussed, yep. Jan bemoans her lack of talent. However, in that episode, she did play second in the entire school for oh, that's right, yeah. For her essay, yeah. And earlier in the fifth season, she showed a talent for first aid. Yes, I wouldn't say she had a talent for it. No, I mean first aid is just one of those things you learn. It's not really a talent <laughs> thing. Well, she's talent. You see the way she wrapped up <laughs> Alice from head to toe. Man, I could never do that. <laughs> so, speaking of Emmy Kate, yes, which you know never we weren't at the time, but no, no. speaking of Emmy Kate. Let's hear what she has to say about this episode. This is an episode I always kind of found a little bit boring, um, maybe because they already did this whole thing before. Um, but it seems like you guys have picked up on the fact that they seem to recycle uh, themes over and over again in episodes just with different um, different kids. It's a little strange. Um, not a huge fan of this episode, but we shall see. Damn. You mean we shall hear? <laughs> That's your first mistake. No, I'm just <laughs> mistake one, Emmy Kate. <laughs> just mess with you, Emma Kate. Emmy Kate, sorry. <clears throat> AVBP one, Emmy Kate zero. Uh, <laughs> but damn, she's like, yeah, this, this episode's stupid. So, but whatever, let's do this. <laughs> She's like, it's probably going to suck, but we'll see. <laughs> She's talking about the Brady Bunch episode, right? She's not talking about our episode, right? I hope not. She's like, I don't like this episode, but whatever. She can't even hear it. Emmy Kate. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> show you. We All tease because right. we love. <laughs> All right, so you ready? I'm ready. Let's go ahead and fade in. Okay. Scene one. Our story opens up in a ballet studio downtown. We see a group of girls in black unitards dancing with piano music as the ballet teacher watches. Amongst the girls are Marsha, Jan, and Cindy. Jan seems to be struggling a little and falling just behind the other girls. The ballet teacher notices this as she watches her and just shakes her head in disappointment. <laughs> she did too. I was like, yeah, more. She did. Right in front of everybody. She's like, like fucking Jan. <laughs> She's like, look at everybody looks so wonderful. Oh, there's Jan. Hmm. <laughs> After a few minutes, the ballet teacher stops the music and says, okay, kids, that's fine for today. Thank you. The girls disperse as Cindy runs over to the teacher and asks, what about the recital of Mrs. Claret? Miss Claret says to the whole group, well, those of you who have been chosen to participate <laughs> will find your names on the bulletin board. 
Not so fast, Jan Brady. <laughs> yeah. Cindy and all the girls run over to find their names. <clears throat> Just then, Miss Claret says, Jan, may I see you a moment? As the other girls read their names in excitement, Jan walks over to Miss Claret. Jan says, yes, Miss Claret. Claret puts her arm around her and says, Jan, dear, I know how hard you've tried in class. Jan sighs and interrupts. You don't have to tell me, Miss Claret. I'm not in the recital. Miss Claret looks at her and says, I'm sorry, but you know, ballet comes much easier for some than to others. Jen nods her head and says, and I'm one of the others. Miss Claret says, there'll be future recitals. Jen says, thanks, but I won't be around for them. Jen then walks off in disappointment. Mm. Mm. I thought Eve Plum, and I don't mean this in a mean way, but I got a feeling it's going to sound mean. <laughs> she did a really good job at sucking at ballet. And <laughs> I know. I, I, that's one of my notes yeah. right here. And Literally, it says E. Plum did a good job at sucking it. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I mean, I don't know if she has any dance experience or not, but she either got up and legit sucked at dancing and got up and tried and they filmed it. And then she found out later on, it was in the script that she's supposed to suck, which is just humiliating. Or she's just really good at her physicality and was good at (laughs) sucking at ballet. But yeah, I agree. I said she did a good job of sucking unless she just actually sucks. And I didn't realize when I first watched the scene until Cindy spoke that all three girls are in that class. Did you just copy my notes? If you read my notes or anything, one is no, I, I didn't I don't, notice. I, try, I purposely try not to look at your I know, notes. I know. But my notes are I didn't notice Cindy Marshall even in the class. Oh, okay. And the other yeah. one is that she did a good job sucking at dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either. And so I was like, and Cindy runs up like, "Whoa, where the fuck was she?" And yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then oh, Marsha's in there too. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I didn't even. Know. I had to go back and change it in the in the synopsis. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's funny because I watched it a second time. And then the second time I was like, all right, I'm going to try to find them. And yeah. there's Marshall like in the way back. Mm-hmm. And Cindy was like, oh, shit, they are in there. Damn. Mm. Yeah. But uh, let's hear what Amy Kate has to say about this scene. Okay. So for scene, um, Jan's not, she's terrible at ballet. It seems like all the Bradys are terrible at everything they do. Um, a little strange. Um, but at the end of the scene, she says to the teacher, thanks but I won't be around for any of them. It almost sounds like she's planning on killing herself. It's waiting for her to start uh, wearing black and, and writing the note about how she's going to have plummeted from the Winter River Bridge. Ah! Now let me know if you get that reference. Hell yeah, of course we get that reference. Yeah, we do totally. Jimmy that's from Teller. Beetlejuice. Oh, that's right. I heard it. I was like, I know that. What is that from? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jan's going to turn all emo. Just sit in a room and write that shitty high school poetry that all the kids wrote. She's going to be like, my life is one big dark room. (laughs) (laughs) That's Uh, awesome. That's a good reference. Beetlejuice reference. (laughs) God, I haven't seen that movie in years. Yeah. Yeah. I am alone. (laughs) She scratches it out. I am utterly alone. <clears throat> that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's yeah. It's funny that the Brady's suck at everything. <laughs> Scene two. In the kitchen, we immediately see Mike with his head in a stewing pot while Alice and Carol await for his response. He pulls out a ladle, takes a sip, and says, 
See, I fucking told you no smell. (laughs) (laughs) Strawberries is the strawberries. Strawberries. No, no. He says, not quite right. Carol says, and just what is wrong with our spaghetti sauce? (laughs) Mike not holding back says too much oregano. Carol defensively says, that's impossible. I put the exact amount the recipe calls for. Alice takes a wooden spoon to take a taste, but Carol swoops in and Mm. tastes her spoon instead. Mm. Like the entitled bitch that she is. That's right. Alice says, oh, it's possible, Mrs. Brady. I did the exact same thing you did. Mike says, see, that's why the old saying is. Too many cooks spoil the spaghetti sauce. Hmm. Carol's still trying to defend the one time she's ever cooked and says, <laughs> well, we're willing to turn in our aprons whenever your highness is ready to take over. Hmm. Alice says, yes, I'll make a lifetime gift of my ladle and hands him a fucking wooden spoon, which is not a ladle. <laughs> right. But whatever. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Mike holds his hand up and says, Anytime, anytime, except now I'm busy. <laughs> Carol looks at Alice and says, oh, see, He'll, he's all talk, Alice. This motherfucker can't even boil water without burning it. Shit. <laughs> no, she doesn't say it like that. Now, Mike says, I happen to have been a pretty fair cook in my bachelor days. Carol, still talking shit, says, sure. Then your can opener broke and you had to get married to keep from starving. Oh, oh, God. oh burn. Oh, oh, Carol. Man. And then she just picked up Mike and dropped him, walked out of the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Carol, Carol just laughs. Mike uh. says, for your information, I could create a souffle that would leave you begging for more. Mm. Alice jumps in for some shit talking and says, more what, Mr. Brady? Bicarbonate. <laughs> oh, and then she picks up Mike and drops him. <laughs> Carol just giggles. Mike says, well, I could. I could. Carol says, all right, then we accept your offer. Carol holds her hand out to shake and says, whenever you're ready to take over the kitchen, just holler. A holla. Mike shakes her hand and says, that is a deal. Hmm. So after watching this scene, I was like, what the hell did they just agree to? I was like, I'm so lost. Yeah. I was like, what do they shake on? I don't know. That's <laughs> and what the fuck is bicarbonates? And how is Carol giving up the kitchen? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Oh, you think you can take over the kitchen anytime? I'm just waiting for Alice to be like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> How about you take over the kitchen every once in a while? Fucking no job having her. Exactly, yeah. I'm surprised Alice went just rolling her eyes in the background. Like, <laughs> and her mic just kind of looking at each other like, okay. And Alice fucking knows, like, she was there when he was a bachelor. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. Uh, well, when he was a widower. Um, yeah. So I already said the thing about the wooden, <laughs> not yeah. fucking calling a wooden spoon a ladle. Um and the Carol reference. Um, yeah, my only other note is, um, yeah, Carol makes salads. So that's what <laughs> yeah. that's what she's giving up in the kitchen is making salads. <laughs> so yeah. But hey, let's hear what Emmy Kate has to say about this scene. Okay. 
the next scene, Mike is tasting what apparently is spaghetti sauce. And, you know, I heard that spaghetti sauce does not have a smell when it's cooking. <laughs> it has yes. a smell after it's cooking. So this scene is not genuine. Carol is the queen of shit-talking Mike. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so it sounds like spaghetti sauce is a lot like strawberries. Yeah. I think that's what and- MBK is saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to her, spaghettis, spaghettis, spaghetti sauce and cooked strawberries are equal. To yes. So all good points, Emmy. All good points. Yes. All right. Scene three. Out in the backyard, Peter and Bobby are playing ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a fun way to say it. It's a fun word, isn't it? Bing bong. <laughs> you, know you, you know you gotta leave that shit in, right? <laughs> Greg stands by and watches. Peter slams the paddle and the ball zooms past Bobby. Peter laughs as Bobby says, lucky shot. And he goes to retrieve the ball. Peter says, oh, you wish. <laughs> oh. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Craig says, okay, wise guy. Let's see how you do against me. Bobby then throws the ball over to Greg as it bounces off the table and towards Jan as she walks up the driveway. Jan stops the ball with her foot and stomps that shit into the fucking ground. Squishing it. Peter sees this and says, hey, Jan giving the absolute least amount of fucks anyone (laughs) could ever give. Walks off without saying a fucking word. Like a motherfucking boss. Bitches only turn up with their friends. What? I can't make this shit up, what? bitch. Mm. Mm. Peter just stares at her, giving her the evil eye. Hell yeah. I mean, it's Peter. Why wouldn't you? No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, let's see what, what Emmy, Emmy, Emmy Kate has to say about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, where did the ping pong table come from? Because I'm pretty sure this is well before they got that big ping pong table present. Or maybe that mm. was a pool table. Never mind. Um, anyway, Jen's mm. pants. I cannot with these pants. They're unbelievable. And they all wear pants like this. They're so very, very, very plaid. <laughs> huh. She messed up a ping pong table with a pool table. Huh. That's two. Maybe no, because I remember seeing, I thought there was another episode where we saw in the garage where yeah. one of us had said, is that a ping pong table in the garage? Remember that? I do think I remember hearing that. Yeah. But either way, it's funny how they just magically have shit sometimes. Like, but there is an episode. I guess we haven't done it yet where they do get a ping pong or a pool table. Okay, and Peter, I think, becomes becomes obsessed with playing pool and stuff. Dreams that he's going to be like this professional pool player. It just seems like sometimes they'll have episodes like, and then Bobby's out in his treehouse. Like, what? They don't even have a tree. What are you talking about? His treehouse. And Jen and Cindy are in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. My only note is that was a dick move. Yeah, but I did notice the pants because I actually actually referenced it in another scene because mm-hmm. I they look like the kind of pants that most women wear now for bed, like for oh. I'm sorry for not bed, but like sorry I think he's correct phrasing, comfy pants. Oh, oh the women okay. don't know what I'm talking about with that one, but they look like comfy <laughs> pants that women wear like around the house and stuff when they work from home. Oh, for sure, that's what they look like. Jan was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I noticed that too. Emmy uh, Kate, those pants, those okay. were those All were right. very fashionable. All right then. All right then. Scene four, Jen walks into the house and into the kitchen. Alice chopping vegetables while Carol just holds lettuce in her hand, (laughs) sees Jan and says, hey, how was ballet class? Jan, without looking up, says, awful. 
and continues on through the kitchen. Carol looks at Alice and says, I wonder what happened. Hmm. Just then, Marsha and Sydney come in behind her and greet Carol. Carol asks, hi, what happened to Jan in ballet class? Cindy looks at Marsha and says, you tell him. You're better at breaking bad news than I am. Hmm. Marsha sarcastically says, thanks a lot. She then turns to Carol and Alice and says, Cindy and I and some other girls were chosen for the recital. Jan wasn't. Cindy adds, she sank right in the middle of Swan Lake. Hmm. Marsha, trying to be supportive, says, she really tries hard. It's just that her feet won't always do what she wants them to. Carol says, not everybody is cut out to be a ballerina. She thinks for a second and says, maybe she'll improve after some more lessons. Hmm. Cindy lightens up and says, she can't. Mrs. Claret said she quit the class. Alice asks, quit? Carol says, oh, great. Now you got Alice learning that word. Thanks a lot, Cindy. <laughs> she didn't say that. No, she didn't say that. No, Alice says, quit? Wow. She's really taking this hard, Mrs. Brady. Carol just sighs. <laughs> hmm. Uh, well, let's hear uh, what Amy Kate has to say about this scene. Jan will improve at her ballet after some more lessons. I feel like these girls have been doing ballet for like their entire lives. Thank if you. She's not improving yet. I don't think she's going to improve. Weren't they taking ballet in like season one? Yes. They were like rushing, trying to rush them out the door to take them to ballet. <laughs> yeah. Or no, Mike had to do it one time, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was like first season. Wow. Because he was learning how to deal with like six kids. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. She's been taking, <laughs> she's been taking ballet for five years. <laughs> She's been taking ballet since she was like 10. <laughs> well, maybe she, maybe she just needs one more lesson. Okay, <laughs> just one more lesson. <laughs> I awesome. like how uh, Marsha puts it as uh, um, me me and Cindy and some other girls. Oh, you mean everybody in classes in the recital <laughs> except Jan? That's why. Uh, all right. Scene five. Up in the girls' room, Carol walks in as Jan lies on her bed, contemplating her entire existence. Carol says, Jan, Marcia and Cindy told me about your recital. I'm really sorry, honey. Carol then sits on the bed beside her. As Jan keeps her back to her, Carol goes on. They also told me you quit your ballet class. Jan says, Mom, I'm about as graceful in ballet slippers as an elephant is on ice skates. <laughs> Carol chuckles and says, oh, Jan, you can't be all that bad. Jan says, I am. I'm the stumblefoot of the century. Oh, I know. And I really wanted to dance. Carol says, well, honey, maybe ballet just isn't your thing. Jan says, sure. But what is my thing? <laughs> Carol says, well, there are other kind of dancing, you know. Miss Claret School teaches tap, jazz, twerk. <laughs> folk <laughs> Jan thinks to herself and says yeah that's true Carol says well you'll never know unless you try Carol kisses her on the head and looks at her one more time as she adds in think about it then gets up and leaves but not before patting her on the ass oh yeah she did I noticed that too yeah th this is where I, I made the comment and uh, me Kate um, I put groovy pants uh, they look like bed pants <laughs> um, 
then I think that might be Carol's first ass slap, isn't no, it? No, 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 no. Mike and Carol both slap. Oh, do they? Asses. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, each other, but what about the kids? No, no, yeah, on the kids. Okay. We, we don't All track right. their ass slaps. I don't think right. they would. Would he, they don't think they would on the show to each other. I don't know. But for the kids, for sure. Um, I, I wrote the wallpaper as my notes, hoping you would <laughs> notice and say something. I don't remember what the new wallpaper looked like, but. I can't remember. Uh, but this one was like yellow with like white, looked like white little flowers all over it. Is that? I the, think at this point, they kind of knew the show was coming to an end. They just didn't give a shit anymore. Like, <laughs> they probably kept loaning the set out to other people and they kept fucking painting it and stuff. Not like, fuck it. Let's just run a storyline saying that something about wallpaper. I don't care. Like <laughs> The sets did get whored out like everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Paramount movie or TV show. Okay, you need a set. Get the fucking Brady set. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Scene six. Back in the kitchen, Mike, in an apron, pours a bowl of green liquid into another bowl as he says, now listen, it took me three days to get prepared for this. Alice asks, what's it called? Mike says, souffle au trio fromages. (laughs) Souffle au trois fromages. Yeah, that. Carol, <laughs> Carol in a mocking tone says, ooh, la, la, and then shrugs to Alice. Mike demands, please, a little less breathing until I get this into the oven. As Mike picks up the ball with two hands, he realizes he can't open the oven. Mm. He is about to ask Carol for help, but she gives him a look of, you're on your own, buddy, <laughs> as he sets it back down on the edge of the counter. Just then Jan comes in and says, hey, everybody, get a load of this. She begins to tap dance as she says, I took your advice. I'm taking up tap dancing in Miss Claret's school. Carol, bouncing her head with a fake smile and sarcastic as hell, yells, so I hear. Mike tries to get Jan to stop tapping around. She suddenly stops and out of breath, she says, that's why I've been coming home late these past few days. I want to surprise you. Mike and Alice and Carol all look at each other coming home late. They, they all just kind of look at each other and shrug. Were they coming? Huh? Did she come home late? Mm, I guess. I don't Did know. you know? No. no, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, Alice says, I bet the kitchen floor is too. <laughs> what? I know. Okay. So <laughs> this is all staying in. <laughs> when I wrote that and I was like, the fuck is she talking about? Like the kitchen floor does too. And I thought for sure they must have edited out a reference or something and totally didn't even think about it when they edited it. But no, here's the joke. The joke is she says, um, I've been coming home late these past few days because I wanted to surprise you. And Alice says like, and the floor too, the floor is fucking surprised too. Right. Oh, now. oh okay. It's not a great joke, but no, it's, it's I sad. wouldn't even say it's a joke. That's <laughs> <laughs> just, the statement surprised us sense. and the floor is surprised yeah. too. So, mm, okay. Yeah. Carol, <laughs> Carol just smiles and nods at Alice like, okay. <laughs> Jan excitedly goes on. Look what I learned today. Jan begins to tap dance around the kitchen and spins in circles. Hmm. As she does this, she accidentally knocks off Mike's souffle onto the floor. Hmm. Mike yells out, Jan and splat. Mike covers his eyes in disbelief. He opens his eyes and looks down and sees the mess all over the floor. Mm. He then slowly looks back up at Jan and has a look on his face of complete and total loss of all hope and says, (laughs) couldn't you dance in place? Mm. 
Jan looks at her father and says, I'm sorry, dad, and walks off feeling like a dumb shit. (laughs) (laughs) After she leaves, Mike looks at Carol and asks, was tap dancing your idea? Carol says, I guess so. I suggested that she try another kind of dancing to cheer her up. Mike says, what about the old soft shoe? Right? I was like that, too. I was like, soft shoe. I don't know what that is. That's where uh, it's typically done. I've seen it done on a miniature trampoline, but some a lot of times it's done like on a literally a box, yeah. and they put sand on it. And instead of like an actual tap sound, oh, right, right. it's, it's like shuffling. About. You know what I mean? It's like the Ethiopian shim sham. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know yeah. that is? You know the reference? No, I don't. No, oh. no. <laughs> like, exactly like it. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, nailed it. That's exactly what it is. Yes. <laughs> it's from History of the World Part One. Oh, it's been forever since I've seen it. Right. And it was Gregory Hines because Gregory Hines was a tap dancer, you know? And he did, he did that in the movie. He put like sand down and he did like yeah. this. And he called it, he goes, and he was like, and that's the Ethiopian shim sham. Anyway. So. Uh, anyway, well, let's hear what Emmy Kate has to say about this scene. In the scene where Jan comes home with the uh, tap dancing, Carol appears to be wearing a macaroni necklace. Uh, was that <laughs> like the fashion in 1973-ish? I don't know. It's pretty ugly. <laughs> I noticed because she wears it in another scene, too. Does that she? same fucking necklace. And it's with a totally different outfit. I'm like, what, what? did some little kid on set give that to her or something? Like, <laughs> Is this a make-a-wish thing? I guess. Like, that's what it seemed like. I'm 100% on board with Emmy Kate. <laughs> I didn't notice it, of course. So Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thank you. I, I noticed that as well. And I was like, what the... I, I don't know if I have a note in here. I can't remember. But but yeah, that ne- necklace was stupid. Like, it was like a blue necklace. It looked like it was... Mm-hmm. You know that necklace you have that you made in elementary school that's like made out of paper that you rolled up? Oh, my God. How the fuck do you remember that? <laughs> At first, I was going to say, you it like third or fourth grade or something I like don't, that." I don't, when you first started that sentence, I was like, "This is a joke going somewhere." And no. then, and then you said, "I was like, holy shit, I did." Yeah. <laughs> like, first of all, a, I had no idea that you knew about that, <laughs> and then I completely forgot about it myself until you mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's like that, but blue. Gotcha. Oh. Creeping me out, man. <laughs> it's almost so, like I pay attention when you tell me stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So I felt really bad for Jan in the scene. Like she was so excited to show them. And then Mike out of character, like just gets really pissed. Yeah, off. I thought so too. Yeah. God, you're right. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Yawn hit me out of nowhere. Wow. Um like he just completely out of character just gets pissed off at Jan. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know, just I don't like it. Just for spilling a dish, but she was all excited to show the dancing. I felt really bad for her. I was like, man, that's fucked up. That's like every once in a while, my five year old's super, super sensitive. And every once in a while, he'll be like, I'll be in the middle of doing something. Like I just woke up. I'm getting ready for work. I'm sitting down trying to to eat something or check my email or whatever. And he'll come out. Hey, daddy, can I have some milk? And in your head, you're thinking, I was just in the fucking kitchen. I was just in the kitchen. <laughs> I was literally just in there. I just sat my butt down. I have my drink. I have my toast. And now is when you ask me if you, and so, and it, it always comes out like, yeah, you know what I mean? And you can't help it. And so now he'll come up and go, daddy, can I ask you something without you like sighing or getting mad? <laughs> I'm like, sure, buddy. Did you, you sign? Get mad yeah. from that. Uh, Do what? you need some milk, buddy? 
Um, yes, if it's not too much trouble. I'm like, no, buddy, it's fine. <laughs> if it pleases the cult, sir. Because a couple of times he'll start crying on you. So I'm like, oh, I'm really thirsty. And daddy's getting mad at you. It's like, okay, calm down. Relax. So we're trying to teach him, like, if you see somebody in the kitchen, stop and think for a second. Do I need something from the kitchen while they're in there? So should have said, sorry, should catch me next time in the, t- yeah. in the kitchen. Exactly. Um, and also, like, she wasn't too bad for tap, but I mean, I did say on the first day, but it's not her first day. I just remembered it's her first week, though. But still, right. it's not too shabby for the first week. Maybe she'll get better with more lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, I mean, she's already, I feel like she's as good. At tap dancing, for sure. As she is after five years of ballet, five years of ballet, yeah, and just a one week of tap. Right. Like she yeah. should definitely stick with tap. Exactly, yeah. She's gonna kill it. Um, my first note is Carol is such a bitch. What? Yeah, exactly. No. She has a maid. <laughs> yet she still couldn't be bothered to open up a fucking oven for him for her husband. <laughs> she could at least order Dallas to do it. Exactly. Um. <laughs> And also, congrats to Mike, because you made your daughter upset literally over a stupid-ass fucking cooking contest with your wife, who has a fucking maid and doesn't cook. (laughs) Obviously, you're a better cook than Carol, because she doesn't fucking cook. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. Scene seven. Yes. (laughs) Up in the attic room. In the attic room? Greg and Peter sit on Greg's bed. Greg holding his guitar while Peter has a portable reel-to-reel recorder. It was a real one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Greg says, okay, ready to record? Peter says, yeah, and presses the record button. Peter tells him to go ahead, and then Greg starts to play. A few seconds into the song, loud tapping is now being heard. Greg stops playing and looks around. We quickly cut downstairs into the kid's bathroom where we see Jan tap, tap, tapping away. Back up in the attic room, in the attic room, <laughs> the boys begin. The boys begin to be annoyed. Peter pipes up and says, "Guess who?" Greg sighs and says, "The blonde woodpecker." <laughs> Greg, out of frustration, yells down into his floor, "Jan!" Downstairs, Jan hears this and looks up. Greg, back upstairs, stomps on the floor to get her attention. Jan then yells up, "I'm trying to learn the routine." Greg looks at Peter for a second, and then they both start stomping on the floor. Jan continues to tap away. In the girls' room, Marsha and Cindy listen through the wall as Jan's tapping grows louder and stronger. So loud and strong that it knocks a tchotchke off of a small shelf hanging on the wall. It falls onto the softest and thickest carpet I've ever seen in my entire life below (laughs) and breaks somehow. Marsha picks it up and says, Now look what she's done. Cindy says, maybe we can just cinch it. (laughs) Maybe we can (laughs) glue it back together. Marcia says, that's not the problem. What do we do about us coming unglued? A tchotchke is what Joni loved, right? (laughs) (laughs) Joni loves tchotchkes. That's right. Um That that thing breaking was 100% Greg's fault. That was good. That was good. <laughs> um, that wasn't Greg's fault. Because there's no way her tapping on the floor would yeah. make something fall off on the wall. <laughs> now, seeing that those walls support Greg's room, okay. him stomping on the floor, I could see it making something fall off the wall. I guess. So I think, in my opinion, that's 100% Greg's fault, not Jan's fault. I don't see how the thing would have broken on that carpet anyway. No. 
<laughs> um, yeah, but I just I just think her tapping on the floor wouldn't do that. Yeah. So I was interested in the vintage reel-to-reel recorder thing. Right. I was like, oh, that's cool. So I tried to look it up and see what it was. And I'm pretty sure it was made by a company called Mayfair. Okay. Um, but I couldn't find the model or anything like that or anything okay. else about it. I found a bunch of different ones, but um, about 99% sure it was by a company named Mayfair. But that's Interesting. It. Yeah. Kind of neat. It's so. neato. Yeah. Scene eight. The next morning, down in the kitchen, Mike sits at the table as Carol pours him a cup of coffee. Mike says, that was the delicious breakfast, ladies. Alice says, thank you, Mr. Brady. Carol says, no suggestions on how to make it better from the super chef. Alice says, I think he's backing away from his offer, Mrs. Brady. Mm. Mike says, I am not. I've already made a souffle, haven't I? Carol corrects him and says, ah, you almost made a souffle. Mike then gets up and says, okay, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. You wise guys. (laughs) Carol says, yeah. Mike walks over to the chalkboard and says, come Saturday, I'm going to prepare not just a simple dish, but an entire gourmet dinner. Mm. As a reminder, Mike writes on the chalkboard, sat dinner, (laughs) and then underlines it. Alice, a little skeptical, asks, consisting of what, Mr. Brady? Mike thinks for a second and says, none of your business. Ooh, shit. And then he walks out of the kitchen tack. And how does he walk out of the kitchen? <laughs> like a motherfucker. Uh-huh. Mm. And then he picks himself up and drops it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but then he uh, walked back in because there's more dialogue. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Carol playing skeptical too says, but honey, we have to know what the ingredients are when they ask us at the hospital. Carol's so gangster. <laughs> that's, Alice, her, that's her next shirt, by the way. It is, yeah. Oh, <laughs> have Carol with a bunch of like gold chains, like like where their arms crossed. Tattoos on her face, like throwing gang signs. Be on neck. Have tip. like throwing a bee on one hand, and a, <laughs> like a, a bee on the other hand, like Brady Bunch, you know, like doing some kind of Brady Bunch gang sign. How cool would it be? But you have to tattoo the thumbs too, but she could write Brady bitch like across her knuckles. I don't know. <laughs> you have to include the thumbs though. So I don't know. Um, anyway. All right. <clears throat> Oops. Alice chuckles at Carol's joke. Mike smiles and walks out of the kitchen. Hmm. Just then Bobby and Cindy run in and begin to say, dad. But Mike cuts them off and says, ask your mother. I've got to go to work hmm. and leaves. Bobby says, mom, will you do something about Jan? Carol says, I'm afraid abortion at this stage is a little bit too late, as it was explained to me many times by the nurse at the clinic. (laughs) Sorry. (sighs) No. Cindy adds, I'm beginning to hear tap in my sleep. Hmm. Carol says, we'll talk about it later, okay? Bye. Bobby and Cindy leave. It's probably Mike and Carol's headboard. No, I'm <laughs> Just then, Greg, Marsha, and Peter enter the kitchen. And guess what's on their minds? Tack. <laughs> you said like we're in class. You guess what's on their mind? Um, tack. Tack. How about you tell us? Um, Jam Brady. There you go. <laughs> oh, yay. Greg says, Mom, you've got to do something about Jan. 
Carol says, trust me, I know. I can't leave her at the fire department. She's too old. As it was also explained to me by the fire chief. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. Marcia says, she's really bugging us. Peter pipes up and says, talk about noise pollution. Oh, Carol says, oh, be patient with her kids. I'm sure after a few more lessons, she'll get much better at it. <laughs> It'd be funny if she was like, she'll give up like she did with ballet. <laughs> she'll give up soon. Don't worry. Greg annoyed says no way and walks off. Peter says, I saw a bear on TV do a better tap dance mm. and he walks off. Marcia says, Mom, Jan really has no talent for tap dance. But just then, Jan walks in and overhears, <laughs> overhears what Marcia had just said. <laughs> but Jan, holding her head up, simply says, no, I guess I don't. <laughs> Marcia, now feeling bad, says, I'm sorry, Jan. I didn't mean for you to hear that. <laughs> I mean, to hurt your feelings. <laughs> Jan Jan staying strong says that's okay you're right I have no talent for tap dance Mm. Jan grabs her lunch turns to Carol and smartly says in fact I have no talent for anything at all Mm. Carol says now Jan that is not true Jan says yes it is and she walks off Marsha feeling terrible says I didn't know Jan was right there Carol says Jan just has to keep looking until she finds something she really does well or even okay or just something she doesn't suck at. No. (laughs) Marsha thinks for a moment, lights up and says, hey, I've got an idea. Maybe I know just the thing for Jan to do. I'll check with her after school. (laughs) As Marsha tries to leave, Carol stops her and says, Marsha, what is it? Marcia says, just as soon as I arrange it, I'll let you know. And she walks off. <laughs> mm. <sighs> Man. This is called the French kiss like from the movie. Um, yeah. So let's see what the wise. I was going to say old and wise, but that's messed up because she's I don't think she's old. But the, <laughs> the wise Emma Kate had to say about this. Emma Kate? Emma Kate. Know, sorry. Emma Why do I keep saying Emma? I don't know. Let's see what the wise Emmy Kate has to say. Okay. Oh my God. Carol's house coat is just beyond epic ah! with the gigantic rickrack and the big apple patch on the bottom of it. My mother wore ones just like that. I have to say, I didn't even notice. <laughs> okay, I feel like so, I failed Emmy Kate. So, I mean, I, I obviously listened to her notes right. and uh, ahead of time and I watched the episode a second time. And so I had to figure out what a house coat is, what a rickrack is. And if apple patch was like a slang term for something, I don't know, it could be drugs. You don't know what that It Amy could Kate. be. It could be heroin. Yeah, it could be. I don't know what Emmy Kate's into. So. That's true. She's like, and she had a big old apple patch in her hand. I'm like, damn, is that like an eight ball? <laughs> <laughs> the way you said that was perfect delivery. <laughs> but, so uh, I tried Googling, uh, I tried Googling uh, house jacket and okay. rick, rick rack. And so, um, nothing similar to what Carol was wearing came up. I mean, kind of, but like, I assume the Rick Rack was like that zigzaggy, like, you know how like, uh, Charlie Brown shirt had that, that yeah. zig- that's like, I guess that's oh, like a his Rick, Rick Rack. Rack. Yeah. Oh, 
<laughs> I'm the only one on the planet that doesn't know what this is. So, <laughs> so um, <laughs> big old fat Rick Rick, which is very comp- popular in the 70s. Um, that kind of stuff. I'm pretty sure my mom wore stuff like that. Probably, too. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your mom probably. She probably definitely yeah, yeah, did. Oh, your mom? Yeah, I'm sure she did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I don't remember where I was going with that, but yeah. And then she had a big old apple patch. I don't know. I don't know what that meant. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't even notice because I, I wasn't privy to her notes before this. So I, I <laughs> sorry, Emmy Kate. I couldn't do my re- proper research. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, ooh, that's going to eat a Carol and Alice all day long. Not know what Marsha's plan is. Yeah. Ooh, they're going to be like, God, like, is it fucking three o'clock yet, Alice? Like, <laughs> when the fuck is Marsha going to get home? I need to know. I need to know. And also, I didn't write this down, but Jan is famous for this in this episode where she's like, like, oh, uh, well, yeah, I know I'm bad at something. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, really. <laughs> You're being very mature, Jan. I'm very impressed. Yeah, I am being mature. You know, but then I'm also a fucking loser. And then she runs off like a little <laughs> child. Like, oh, <laughs> like Sorry, I'm trying to find where we're at. Sorry. <laughs> what? Just like, hey, child. You just said the last word I said. said. <laughs> <laughs> First off, the lettuce that you had put in your notes yeah. is still fucking there. Like, <laughs> she didn't do anything with it? No, it's still there. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay. Wait, no. When the hell was that? Was that the day before? I have no clue. But wherever it was, it's still fucking there. <laughs> <laughs> huh. So, um, yeah. So, Miss Cooking Expert. Yeah. Well, maybe she was making breakfast salads. You know, know how those are. Apparently, she was making like old, nasty lettuce. <laughs> um, second, you have a husband that is willing to to even try and cook dinner. Yeah. Plus, you have a fucking maid. <laughs> yeah. And you're still being a bitch. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> yeah. Like, mo- like, there's a lot of husbands, especially at this time, that would, they wouldn't go in the, ki- if they had a wife, they wouldn't go in the kitchen and cook. There's <laughs> no way. I won't have any of that yeah. now. Especially now you, now you put on top of that, that you have a husband that allows you to have a fucking maid <laughs> when you're not working. <laughs> and he yeah. still goes into the kitchen and makes you dinner. And you're somehow, you're still finding something to bitch about. That's amazing. And still trying to hit on high school fucking boyfriends. Yeah. In front of him. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> the entitlement that she has. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> and also, uh, holy sheet, holy see-through shirts, Batman. You see that shit Marsha's wearing? No. The whole upper part of her shirt was see-through. It's like, uh, what the no, fuck? I, I didn't notice. I tell you what, no daughter of mine's going out of the house like that. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Scene nine. In the backyard after school, Marsha <laughs> is with Jan. Jan is holding a baton while Marsha places a hat upon her head. Marsha says, you look great, Jan. Better than when I was a drum majorette. Jan says, thanks. Marsha goes on. You know, being a drum majorette has a lot of fringe benefits. Jan Mm. asks, like what? Like the whole football team? No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Marsha says, well, like a band full of boys. (laughs) Jan says, ooh, I hope I can do this. She then tosses the baton to Marsha. Marsha catches it and says, if I can, anybody can. 
It's a cinch. <laughs> Just cinch it. There it is. Jan's like, and all the girls on the major, I mean, all the boys. <laughs> and she tosses it back to Jan. Jan begins to twirl it around in her hand. Inside the family room, <laughs> Alice and Carol watch from the window, smiling. Carol says, that was a good idea, Marsha had. Alice says, Jan looks so cute in her hat. Does she ever? No. <laughs> they both just stare out at the young girls from the window and smile creepily <laughs> at them. <laughs> Back outside, as Jan attempts to twirl, I almost said twerk. Marcia says, here, let me show you. Jan hands it back to Marcia. Marcia takes it and says, now you hold it right about there. She begins to twirl it back and forth in a rhythmic pattern. Marcia's instructions go on. You get it going. Now, first you hold your wrist like this so you can get used to the twirling motion. See? She demonstrates. Marcia asks, think you got it? Jan says, Yes. Jan takes the baton and clumsily twirls it back and forth. Marcia says, hey, you're getting it. Yeah, you got it, Ice. Yeah. Now faster. Faster. <laughs> faster. Just like that. Just, ooh, yeah, just faster, faster, you faster. You got it. You got it. You got okay, it. Okay, now stop. Stop. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Jan tries to go faster and faster with the baton. Marcia then barks out, now toss it. Jan throws the baton up in the air and it goes right through the family room window. She fucking threw that shit. That shit was fucking hilarious. It was. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Marcia and Jan have a stunned look on their faces, but not as stunned as Carol and Alice are when they realize that that could have been their face. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Alice says, lucky we saw that coming. Carol does a deep sigh. (laughs) Back outside, Jan, now pissed off, looks at her mother after her deep sigh and says, why don't you just say it? She looks at Marcia and says, I'm strictly a no talent. I've never been good at anything. Never. Ever. And then she runs off screaming, I wish I was a dinosaur. (laughs) Leaving Marcia feeling bad for her sister. That was awesome. Yeah. Why does she throw it so fucking hard? It's so funny. (laughs) I'm curious, like, how she did it, like, in a studio. Like, I know Mm -hmm. those are very large rooms, but I don't know. I feel like she would have hit a light or something. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't matter what I think. Let's hear what Emmy Kate has to say about the scene. Okay. Oh, a band full of boys, eh? I thought the band guys were total geeks. And when was Marta ever a majorette? I don't recall that. (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't either. I think Marsha was a pom-pom girl. Yeah. Not to be confused with a cheerleader, because... Right. Uh, I think she was a cheerleader but, and a pom-pom girl. But, and yeah. apparently a, a majorette. Hmm. Probably well, a flag there, girl, too. There was that one episode where she did, like, fucking everything. When she first got to high school. So maybe it was yeah. that episode. Oh, yeah. Where she signed up mm-hmm. for all the things. Yeah. Um. So when it comes, I just want to clarify. So when it comes to the kids, Carol's all about being supportive, right? Yeah. But with her husband, fuck that. Like, <laughs> I see how it is. Okay. Right. So I just want to clarify. Just right. make sure we're on the same page as Carol. You got it, Ice. There you, you got go. It. All right. So this is where we take our next break. So Jan is a no talent hack. She is. Well, according to herself, anyway. Yeah. That's what you meant, right? Yeah, totally. (laughs) 
Will she find something she's good at? Maybe. Will she find happiness in this godforsaken world, Jimmy? Probably not. Will Mike pull off his gourmet meal he's promising? Oh, he will. Like a motherfucking boss. <laughs> <laughs> or will he overpromise and underdeliver? Oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll see, and we'll be back. Okay. Hey, movie fans. Have you ever wanted just one more adventure from your favorite film heroes? Ever imagined an alternate entry in your favorite movie franchise that didn't suck? Then Sequel Quest is the podcast to make your wildest cinematic fantasies come true. Every episode, Adam, Jeff, and Jeremy pitch imaginary sequels, prequels, and reboots to your favorite movie franchises like E.T. the Extraterrestrial, cult classics like Surf Ninjas and the Monster Squad, famous flops like Jupiter Ascending, how about a third Tim Burton Batman film or getting back on the ice with the Mighty Ducks? With over 100 episodes in our archives, you'll definitely find a favorite as the SQ crew reminisce about the films and find creative, cool, and wacky ways to continue the fun on the silver screen. Sequel Quest is presented by the Retro Network and can be found on any of your favorite podcast apps. Just search Sequel Quest and prepare yourselves for fake movie fun at its finest. And we are back. Nice. Yeah. Man, how did you drag it on the floor for so long like that? Like... Didn't that hurt your back, like hunching down that low? Like well, a little bit. It's like it's kind of like a twerk mixed with like tapping. What'd you call it? The tush push? Is that what you called it? Uh, the tush push. Yeah, tush push. Okay, all right, cool. That's from like a you know a country line dance from the nineties, but I did my I, own version of it. I wouldn't know. You can't do the tush push. You no. know you can do the tush push. <laughs> I've seen it done at some weddings that I've taken pictures for. <laughs> Actually, I have no clue what tush push is. I don't know either. <sighs> but anywho. So, in this episode, yes. uh, in relation to the episode, I figured I'd have a little fun, ask a little question here. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but our listeners don't. So. Okay. So, Jimmy, did you ever feel like you couldn't find a hobby or an interest growing up? Or even now, like maybe you have tr- you struggle with finding a hobby? Not really. Um, I first started like getting into performing of any type when I was in third grade. And that was like in chorus. And I stayed in some sort of chorus all the way up through college. Yeah. So now, nah. and, then, and then somewhere along middle school is when I started getting into theater. So now I never really felt like I wasn't good at it. I always felt like I was good at theater. Well, it's not so much good, but just find something you were interested in. Yeah. yeah. It was always theater. And before that, it was bowling. Believe it or not, I was a super Why, into Wait bowling. a second. I don't think your listeners know this. Nah. You bowled when you were a kid? Nah, I was really into that. And then me and Tack both were into juggling for a while. And yeah. just all things clown, like unicycle and, you know, balancing on boards and walking on stilts and making animal balloons and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You never learned the unicycle, did you? No, I never gave it enough try. Right. 
I think you could have. I think you got well, it. I'm sure I could have. I you got it to trying. the point where you could pedal like one full rotation, but I don't think yeah, you stuck yeah. with it. Right. Um, I just didn't want, you know, I didn't do well immediately. So I just yeah. was like, I'm never like, good at anything ever. Yeah. I'm not good at anything ever. Right. And I ran off. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of took pictures ever since I was a kid, but my mom refused to let me buy film and to pay to get exposed. So I had this little 110 camera that I would use and I would just open it up and click the little thing so I could feel the shutter click. Yeah. But I wasn't actually taking pictures. <laughs> and, and it wasn't until I got my first job that I actually bought a camera from where I work and I, from where I used to work. And then I would actually buy film and get it developed and it would all be artsy fartsy pictures. But that's when I really start first started taking hmm. pictures. So was there a Walgreens? Yeah. <laughs> so now I kind of feel like I feel like I'm good at photography and I feel like I'm good at theater. Cool. Um, yeah, I never had trouble finding any kind of hobby hmm. to do. And even now, like I feel I you and me both. We have too many hobbies. Yes. There's true. not enough time in the day. There's not enough yeah. days in the week or year, you know, days in the year to fulfill, at least for right. me anyway, my hobbies. Well, it's like for me, like, well, for both of us really, but for me, I have, like we were talking today, I have two acoustic guitars, two electric guitars, now a bass. Um, I have three ukuleles, a keyboard, a piano, and something called a melodica. Yeah. Um, and I try to play all of them. Uh, well, not my, one of my electric guitars is in the closet, but that's, that's beside the point. Yeah. And then you're right up there too with instruments. You got a decent amount of instruments in your house too. And on top of that, there's the podcast and there's the video mm -hmm. stuff that we do. And then there's the photography stuff. And you know, it's something I didn't mention this morning, uh, this morning. Well, <laughs> in the beginning of this episode, yeah. cause you mentioned you got a bass recently. Yeah. I just got another guitar yesterday. You did, um, yeah. So yeah. So that puts me at, um, eight guitar. Well, eight guitars. well, six Electric guitars, uh, a bass, and an acoustic guitar. So, yeah. Six, seven, eight. Yeah, that works out. Yeah. I'm at. Along with my keyboard. Five. And, you know. I'm at five with three ukuleles. But I don't count the ukuleles as guitars. So. Well, they're still an instrument. So. Yeah. 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 And I mean, that's just not our hobby. That's just our music hobby. Exactly. And then right. we also have the film stuff we do. We also. Oh, and then, like, talking about cameras. Holy yeah. shit. I have. <laughs> My D seven hundred, six hundred, um, three hundred, fifty one hundred, thirty one hundred that I use, you know, for either photography or video. Then I have my Panasonic uh, G seven that I mm -hmm. use for video. Then I have my GoPro that I use for video. Yeah. And then I have like an eighteen eighty five Eastman that's one of the wooden kind. Then I have a Polaroid from like the nineteen fifties. I've got a Graflex <laughs> from the nineteen forties. I've got. An Olympus from the 1970s. I have so many cameras at home. It's insane. I got a shit ton <laughs> of cameras and that's a whole nother hobby. So no, not to mention too, your, um, oh, your two drones that you have as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I count that as part of the photography stuff. So yeah. Video photography stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just, we have too many and we do. And it doesn't, it blows my mind. I, I'm going to tell a quick story here. Sure. And I'm not like trying to be like um, sexist in any way. Cause you know, as you know, we're not sexist or racist. No, we're not. Mm -mm. And, but like, I've been single for a long time and I've gone on a lot of first dates. Um, and one of my biggest questions mm -hmm. I ask on a first date is this is, the, this is the exact question. So ladies, listen up. I always say, aside from your children, what is your biggest passion? And then, and I tell you what, you know what? 98% of the time, what these women say? Nothing. Yeah. They say, I don't know. Nothing. Yeah. How? I was like, I was like, maybe they didn't understand like a passion. Like 
like a hobby. It could be a hobby. It could be something that you just enjoy doing or something mm-hmm. you've always wanted to do or, you know, something like that. Like when you were a little kid, is there something like, when I grew up, I want to do this or right. be this or go to this place or is there anything? And they were just like, no. Huh. How? How is that possible? It blows my mind that people are like that. And I'm not saying it's just women, but these are the people I've asked are only women. So I might have asked guys too, because I've had this conversation with people and mm-hmm. guys always have an answer right there. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, it could be underwater basket weaving. Like, I don't care. It doesn't have yeah. to be anything. I'm it could be your truck. Could, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, I like, you know, modifying my truck. Okay, that counts. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, like, how could you get involved or in a relationship with someone that has no passion for anything? Right. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, so, ladies out there, go out and get a hobby. <laughs> well, it doesn't even have to be a hobby. Like, let's say you're really into... I don't know, a TV show. point. Yeah. Like my <laughs> daughter, she's into drawing. She's into, she wants to sculpt things out of wood. She wants to learn how to do wood, straight up woodworking. Yeah. Um, she's into um, a tons of different crap. Like it's crazy mm-hmm. how much stuff she's into. My yeah. son collects license plates. How weird is that? <laughs> right. He's into trains. Super, super into trains. He's into old cars, like classic cars. He's in all kinds of stuff. Yeah. My son's into like animation and drawing yeah. too and uh, games and game developing. He like creates little <clears throat> games and stuff on this website. I don't even know how he does it, but he does. But um, yeah, go and get a hobby, get a passion for something, anything. It doesn't matter. And uh, just have passion for life, passion for something, you know. And uh, anyway, my whole point of bringing this up is. I got to hand it to Jan. At least she's looking for something. She's mm-hmm. in search for something. Yeah. And that's awesome. Like some people just don't like, you know, no, I was dating this one girl one time and I kind of asked this question before I really developed it as a question. It was just like, I was asking her, she's my girlfriend at the time. I was like, what is, what's your biggest goal? What's your goal in life? Like, what do you want to do? Right. And he, she said her biggest goal in life was to marry me. And I'm like, it's not a goal. That's the biggest goal in life? Yeah. I was okay. like, that's not a goal. Was well, she one of those people that thinks that um, that if you only get married, then all your problems will change? Like, oh, then he'll <laughs> realize how much I love him. You know, that I kind of attitude. Know. It just kind of, it really, I mean, yeah, it's it's sweet and romantic, I guess, of an answer, but mm. it really turned me off. It's like, that's not a goal. Right, right. Like, that's your goal? Your biggest goal in life is to marry me? Like, when I first met my wife, we were both in theater, so theater has always been a passion of both of ours, but she was really into uh, collecting, like, vintage Barbie dolls. Mm-hmm. So she's got a shit and not, not just Barbie dolls. She's got like original 1970s era um, Star Wars action figures, but she's mm-hmm. got like all of them. Yeah. So, I mean, it's crazy how much crap we have and, in the house. And she knows her shit too. Cause I called, <laughs> I said something wrong one time. She called my shit out quick. Yeah, she- <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah, that's the Kenner. She's like, no, it's not. Yeah. I was like, it's not. She's like, it's not a Kenner. That's a, I forget the other company. Yeah. And I was like, Oh shit, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so she knows her stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's cool. Your wife does a lot of stuff and that's awesome. And that's what I like. Yeah. Like my last two serious girlfriends, I asked both of those this question and they both had immediate answers. Yeah, the, to that. Okay. I was like, so what's your biggest passion? You're like, oh shit, I like this. I like that. I'm like, and right there I was like, marry me. You know, I was like, <laughs> I don't hear this very often. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My kids? I'm like, no, besides your kids. Yeah. Like, forget it. Yeah, my kids, aren't you a great mom? Okay. Anyway, now what's the real answer? <laughs> and some people have these really nerdy things like, you know, like, oh, I really enjoy, you know, making recipes from the 1920s. 
okay, that counts though. Like, yeah, that yeah, counts. Like, okay, that's something. <laughs> and even if you think it's nerdy and stupid, it still counts. Yeah, the nerdier, so, the better. What I tell my kids is, you know, like, like if you're going to do something, just fucking do it. You know what I mean? Like be you. Yeah. Be proud of that shit. Don't, don't be all bashful and embarrassed about that shit. Like fucking do it. Like loud and proud. Just fucking be it. You know? Yeah. Even if it was a girl that said, I'm really big into like barrel racing with horses and going to rodeos. Awesome. Right. Not my thing, but it, you know what? I'm, I'm more interested in a relationship with her than with the other one that has nothing, right. you know? But that's awesome. That's like I knew a guy that lives here locally. Um, he does stuff at, at the the parish theater up there, and um, he came down and saw me when I did um, Tuna Christmas. And um, outside of that, he used to keep statistics for wrestling, for high school wrestling, and for amateur MMA. And so he would keep fight statistics, like he would track all the the fighters. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. And um, and it got to the point where he started getting, you know, calls from people. Hey, we need you to to set up a match for us. Who would be good with this guy kind of thing? Because mm-hmm. he knew all the fighters in the area. And that was one of, an example of one of those things that he was kind of the only one doing it. And he was kind of embarrassed <laughs> about it and stuff. But then he got to the point where, holy shit, this could actually be a, a side gig <laughs> making <laughs> money off hustle. of this. Yeah. Hustle, yeah. He had a side hustle going on just, you know, doing that kind of stuff. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. All right, so the point is, get a hobby, get a passion. Yes. So, anyway, you ready to get back into it? I am ready to get back into it. All right, so, when we last left off, I'm oh, sorry, is Emmy ready? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when we left off, so Jan doesn't get picked to be in the ballet recital because she sucks. <laughs> she attempts tap dancing, but turns out that annoys everyone in the house. Yes. So, that's out. Marsha then introduces her to the wonderful and exciting world of baton twirling. Yes. But apparently she won't be shattering any records <laughs> with that useful skill. <laughs> what will she do? I don't know. Well, let's get back into it. Scene 10. Later that night, Alice is apparently done with all her housework since she's <laughs> sitting at the table doing fucking solitaire. <laughs> right. As she's finding a place to put a card, she cheats. Mm. and peeks underneath the other stacks. Mm. Greg notices this and gets right into her ear and says, uh, uh, uh. Mm. Alice says, I'm ashamed of myself, Greg, and I will never do it again. Unless I think it'll help. You know, like a liar. (laughs) (laughs) Greg just smiles. (laughs) Just then, Marcia, Cindy, Mike, and Carol walk in. Alice jumps up and says, Anybody for hot chocolate? They all say sure. Greg asks, so how did the ballet recital go? Mike says, Marsha and Cindy were terrific. Carol adds, they were the best in the class. Marsha, feeling bashful, says, mom, dad, don't be so unbiased. Hmm. Carol asks, everything okay at home? Greg, while sitting at the table, says, everything but Jan. She hasn't left a room all night. Stop moping around. (laughs) Alice chimes in and says, I tried to talk to her, but on a scale from one to 10, she figures herself at about a minus three. Mike says, Jan's a big girl now. She's going to, (laughs) that sounds so fucked up. Sorry. (laughs) Jan's a big girl now. She's going to have to learn to face that kind of problem. Carol says to Marcia and Cindy, who are many years apart in age from each other. Well, 
You two girls go get ready for bed after the hot chocolate, okay? <laughs> and make sure you go to the bathroom. <laughs> right. Mike and Carol tell everyone good night as they head off to bed. I thought you were going to do it. Oh, shit. I guess we have it's a shame you don't have sound effects. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. As they head off to bed. Mm, yeah. Heading off to bed. As Alice pours the kids hot chocolate, Marcia says, poor Jan. She must be the most miserable piece of shit. No, she <laughs> must be the most miserable member of this entire human race. Stop moping around. <laughs> Cindy adds, and that's a race you can't quit. Mm. Alice adds, and it's the only race in town. Mm-hmm. Does anybody have two more race jokes? Yeah, right? <laughs> They're so racist. <laughs> Greg says, the problem is she's lost all of her self-confidence. Marsha asks, the question is, how does she get it back? Greg says, simple. All she has to be is good at something instead of bad. <laughs> really? Is that how it works? <laughs> Alice says Someday They'll make a pill we can take for instant good uh-huh. Is that like Viagra? <laughs> Greg thinks for a second And lights up and says Wait a minute There is a way she can be instant good hmm. He thinks again and says And it just might Work mm. again <laughs> What? No, because they've done this up in the other episodes. All right. He looks at the girls and says, it's worth a try. Marsha says, okay by me. Cindy says, okay by me too. And I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> Greg and Alice just laugh. Uh, but what do I know? Let's hear what uh, Emmy has to say. About okay. Good idea. Someday there'll be a pill we can take for instant good. If only they knew what was to come and all the pills we can take for instant feeling good. Hmm. It's true. Like what, Emmy? Is this more drug talk? I think she's talking about Viagra. <laughs> she must because be. she said what more to come. Uh, oh, this is like she's Emmy being nasty. I know. She's taking, she's taking that uh, apple patch stuff again. She is. She? Oh, She's probably like snorting at this time. The apple patch stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So Alice, Alice sure fucking jumped up quick when the folks came home. She did. She's like playing solitaire and shit. And they walk in. She's like, shit. How we go? You do. You guys want hot chocolate? <laughs> you know, she had that hot chocolate ready so that she could sit down and play solitaire. And it would still look like she had been working. <laughs> Right. That's plan B solitaire. You notice that solid that solitaire. You notice that hot chocolate was in like one of those electric tea kettles? <laughs> Hell yeah, she had hot. that shit piping hot. Um just made it fresh. <laughs> Greg's like, this is my third cup, but okay. <laughs> why why doesn't she just play on the computer like a normal person? I don't know. That's so weird. Like, was she Amish? Exactly. Um <laughs> I'm gonna play a analog fucking solitaire. <laughs> but my next note, Emmy, is why is Carol still wearing that b- ugly blue beaded necklace again? <laughs> this isn't the turquoise jewelry that she got in Hawaii. No, it? no, no. She didn't get turquoise. She got fucking coral because she oh, went down to the fucking right. shop and buy that shit herself. <laughs> um, coral jewelry. That's right. My <laughs> mom was big on the turquoise stuff. 
my, I, I put down and I, I was, I was wrong at this. I thought the storyline was going to go a different direction. Yeah. So I said, so I get it. Let's, let me guess. Let's pretend that she's good at something to build her ego only to have her realize and be even more upset because they've done that storyline like three times. <laughs> right. Right. But I was kind of off. Yeah. A little bit. All right. Moving on. Okay. Scene at level. In the backyard, we see the boys, and it looks as if they're up to something. Greg whispers to Peter, okay, now make it sound legitimate so Jan doesn't get suspicious. Peter says, right. Greg goes on and giggles. Boy, it'll be the first time I've ever thrown a ping pong game. <laughs> Bobby whispers, here she comes. As Jan walks up, the boys all get straight-faced as Peter says, Greg, we just don't have time to play ping pong. Greg <laughs> urges, but I need to practice. As Peter walks off, Bobby says, I'm sorry. You're just going to have to find somebody else. We're busy. And Bobby walks off. Like what? Like a motherfucking boss. Oh, I'm not ready. Like a motherfucking boss. Damn it. <laughs> That's hard to do. Wait, wait, wait. Like a motherfucking boss. You know you gotta leave all that in, right? <laughs> no. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Maybe. Greg sighs as Jan witnesses this. Greg looks over at her, grabs her by the shoulders and says, Jan, how would you like to do me a really big favor? Jan asks, what? Greg says, well, I'm entering the ping pong contest and I need all the practice I can get. Jan suspiciously asks, you want to practice with me? Greg says, I can't practice by myself. <laughs> I can't practice all alone. I can't. I need you, Jan. I need somebody else to, you know, catch my balls. <laughs> oh, yeah, ping pong. <laughs> Jan says, well, okay, but I'm not very good. Greg says, oh, hey, don't worry about it. Listen, you'd be doing me a favor. <laughs> Sorry. It just felt right. I'm not very good. That's what Greg said, too. That's okay. You'd be doing me a big favor. A really big favor. Thanks. <laughs> and shoves paddles in her hands. Oh, yeah. Anyway, and he shows paddles in her hands and runs over to the other side of the table. Greg serves the ball to Jan. They pass the ball back and forth several times before Greg pretends to miss a shot. He says, good shot. He gets the ball and serves it again. They go back and forth a few times, and when you know it, Greg misses again. He chases after the ball and returns it to the table asking, hey, what kind of spin did you put on that ball? <laughs> Jan just smiles and shrugs her shoulders. A bit later, Jan serves the ball. It goes back and forth some more. This time, Greg paddles the ball and it goes straight into the net. He says, you did it again. Hell, I be. Shit. <laughs> Are you sure you haven't been practicing on the side? Jan smiles and says, no, honest. Greg just says, well, you're better than you think. And tosses the ball back to Jan for the serve. Jan says, 2017, game point. Greg says, yeah. Jan serves the ball. Greg hits it straight into the net. Jan yells out, that's it. I won. I actually beat you. I won. 
Jan jumps up and down with excitement. Greg looks around and quietly says to her, Look, do me a favor, huh? Don't tell Peter and Bobby. I'd never live it down. Jan says, Sure, I'll protect you. Greg smiles and says, Thanks, Jan. Good game. Jan then walks off smiling away, leaving Greg alone to pride himself on a job well done. Right on. <clears throat> She's actually better than a lot of people because I've played with people that can't even hit the ball back. So she already has yeah. that much down. So she's better already than most yeah, she people. She wasn't bad. Hmm. So Greg says, Lion, I can't play by myself, but you actually can because ping pong tables are designed to lift one end up so you can actually play with yourself. <laughs> you don't need a ping pong table to do that thing. <laughs> you can do that in the bathroom, in the car. That's true. At work. <laughs> but, um, I like this scene a lot. I thought there was a really yeah. good scene between them. I thought they both did really well. They don't the have scene. very many scenes together. No. It was a nice pairing, and they both did really well <laughs> yeah. in the scene. It was, I don't know, just, it was good. I liked it. Might have been the last scene they ever had together. Oh. Like, just them two. Right? Oh. Oh, man. Stop moping around. <laughs> <laughs> scene 12. Upstairs in the girls' room, the girls are playing Monopoly. Mm. Jan is moving a piece around the board. She looks at Marcia and says, and I own that hotel too. And you owe me $1,500 besides. Marcia hands over the money and says, that wipes me out. You win again, Jan. <laughs> Jan looks at the girls and asks, do you want to play one more time? Marcia says, no way. You're too good for me. Cindy adds, you're a financial genius. <laughs> Jan says, I guess I am pretty good. Marsha says, yeah, you're a regular Howard Hughes. <laughs> Jan puts down all the fake money winnings and gets up and says, see you later. Because losers, you know, put the game away. Hell yeah. <laughs> As Jan walks out, Marsha and Cindy look at each other and smile at their job well done. <laughs> I thought Marsha was laying it on a bit too thick here. Like she was talking to a child. She's <laughs> like, no way. Like, you're so good. You're such a big girl. Look at you <laughs> Look at playing you. Monopoly. Like a little Howard Hughes there. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you reading and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so that, is it really possible to be good at Monopoly? It's fucking Monopoly. So. I mean, some of it's by chance. I mean, there's literally a card called that. But like. It's also strategy and like, you know, if you're good, you can either like, what would your strategy be to buy up as many properties as possible or buy up only certain properties? Every time I've played Monopoly, it's whoever gets boardwalk and park place first wins. <laughs> but that's not always true. You can buy up a lot of the littler stuff and actually get more money as people go all the way around all the time. Yeah. Or you can chance and just have park, boardwalk and park place, which that gets landed on. Not very often. I, I just, I don't think it's possible to be good at it because it's, it's, it's all dice. It's, I mean, it's. Well, that's just it. It's the only chance is where you're going to land, but all the rest is strategy and finance. Mm, you know? I guess, but. And using your money to work for you, you know? I you guess. I don't know. I just don't think it's a game that people can be good at. Right. <clears throat> I like Monopoly. Scene 13. Out in the backyard, again, Peter and Bobby are playing darts with Jan. Peter and Bobby's darts are all over the place, <laughs> most of which aren't even on the board. Jan hits the board, and Bobby says, man, she's sandbagging us. Peter says, hey, I thought you said you weren't any good at darts. 
Jan says, I didn't think I was. Well, this gives me 40 points. Bobby says, you're skunking us. Jan says, well, we can't all be winners. <laughs> Peter says, I'll practice and I'll challenge you tomorrow. Jan says, anytime. Bobby says, great. No girl's going to beat me. Jen smiles with pride and walks off. Peter and Bobby look at each other. Peter says, you're a better actor than Richard Burton. Bobby says, and you're a better actor than Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. And he runs off as Peter chases after him. Um, again, I feel like she has to be somewhat good to even hit the dartboard. Like, yeah, this one's you know? kind of weird. Like, I mean, she's not like hitting bullseyes or anything. Right. But I mean, if you've ever actually played darts the way it's supposed to be played, yeah. you got to hit pretty specific sections to win. Yeah. So you have to be somewhat good. It's not, it's not about just hitting the dartboard. Mm-hmm. You got to hit very specific sections on the dartboard. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like he has to be a little bit good. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> All right. So is Emmy Kate asleep? She, I know. She hasn't like saying hello, Emmy Kate. She hasn't said anything in a while. Okay. Scene 14. Meanwhile, in the kitchen, Alice is sweeping the floor and Carol puts dishes in the drying tray. All of a sudden, they hear Mike's voice say, help. Somebody lend a hand. Alice quickly starts clapping. No. Um, Alice quickly puts the broom down and says, oh, I'm on my way. As Carol just looks and laughs at her husband, doesn't do shit. (laughs) Right. Alice runs over because she has a sense of urgency Mm -hmm. and grabs a grocery bag from Mike and he that he's about to drop. Mm -hmm. They both return to the kitchen as nosy Carol asks, oh, honey, what's in the bag? Mm-hmm. Michael pulls away and says, sorry, every item is classified. Top secret. Mm. Alice, just to clarify, says for that gourmet dinner that you're going to cook, Mr. Brady. Mm. Mike says, yes. And anyone caught snooping, he looks at Carol dead in the eyes as she tries to cheat and continues, gets the firing squad. Mm. As Carol looks into the bags, even though he asked her not to, she says, Alice, I think I know why he's keeping Saturday's menu such a secret. Mike catches her peeking and snatches the bag away from her and gives her the stink eye. Mm. Alice says, why, Mrs. Brady? Carol says, so when he messes up, we won't know what it was supposed to be. Mm. Alice says, they do say that 90% of the domestic accidents occur in the kitchen. Mm. Carol just laughs. Mm-hmm. Mike says, laugh if you must. But remember what I said. Top secret. Mm. Cindy then walks into the kitchen and asks, anyone seen Jan? Carol says, she went to the library, honey. Why? Cindy says, oh, oh, I just thought I'd let her beat me at checkers. Mike, after hearing this, asks, why do you want to do that? Cindy says, to give her confidence? To make her think she's actually good at something? (laughs) (laughs) That's what we've been doing. Carol in shock asks, how long do you and your brothers and sisters plan to keep losing to Jan? Cindy thinks for a second and says, I don't know, a couple of months. (laughs) I'll ask Greg. Carol looks at Mike to just do something. Mike, do something. Exactly. (laughs) And Mike, as if on cue, says, Cindy, look, it's nice that you kids want to help Jan, but you're not being very honest with her if you do that. Carol chimes in and says, honey, it's not a real victory if everyone is just pretending to lose. 
Cindy says, I guess you're right. And then walks off. Hmm. I love how Carol just fucking repeats everything. <laughs> For once, I want to see Mike say something ridiculous just to see if Carol would repeat it. Like, how funny would that be? <laughs> you know, honey, two chickens don't make a meal. And Carol would be like, that's right. Your Neither right. do two turkeys. Like, what the fuck, Carol? And um, Alice would be like, two turkeys? I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Insert weird thing here. Thanksgiving ain't till November, folks. Um, <laughs> no, I put down Carol is so fucking nosy. Like, yeah, if the shoe was on the other foot, she would be fucking pissed. Yeah. If the shoe was on the other foot, she wouldn't even let Mike into the kitchen. Right. Remember when she was writing that story or the book or whatever? And she was like, it's none of your fucking business. Oh, for the shitty magazine that nobody heard of? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and he's like asking a few questions about it. She's like, I can't tell you. Stop fucking asking. Them. Exactly. A dick. And he's like, all right, fine, fuck yeah. you then. And then he respected her and respected her <laughs> and wishes respected and her boundaries yeah. and stopped. <laughs> yeah, I remember that episode. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Scene 15. No MEK, huh? Hmm. Weird. A bit later, Greg, Mike, and Carol are in the living room with Jan. Greg says to Jan, so I'm speaking for all the kids. We're sorry. He looks at his parents for their approval and then adds, we were only trying to help. Jan, surprisingly mature, says, okay, well, thanks for what you were trying to do. Carol, to change the subject, says, Greg, why don't you go round up the kids for dinner, okay? Greg says, okay. And off he goes for the roundup. After Greg leaves, Mike looks at Jan and says, you know, I would say that goes to prove how much your brothers and sisters care about you. Jan says, it also proves something else. It proves that everybody feels sorry for little Jan Brady, the loser. Oh, damn. There she goes again, right? <clears throat> You're thinking like, oh, she's quite mature now. Oh, wait. Nope. Never mind. Mike rolls his eyes and sighs. Jan goes on. That's exactly what I am. A born loser. Jan goes to leave, but her parents stop her. Mike says, listen, all they're trying to do is give you a little confidence. Jan says, I do have confidence. Oh, she's getting mature. Again. There you yeah. go. She's mature. See, Tag? Yeah. I'm confident that I'm a no-talent loser. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, she's yeah. emo again. <laughs> Mike <laughs> says, no, no. Everyone has talent somewhere, and you'll never find where yours lies if you quit trying. Carol, adding in her wisdom, says, your father's right, Jan. You have to keep trying in life. Mm-hmm. You'll never succeed at anything if you're a quitter. That's right. Is that right, Mike? Is that Uh, Jan says, but I don't know what else to try. Carol looks at Mike and says, I'm sure there are a lot of things she could do. Mike, taking the hint to come back in, says, there's all kinds of things going on at your school. There are club activities. There are plays. Carol quickly jumps in and says, plays. That's a good idea. Yes. Carol looks at Jan and asks, why don't you look into that tomorrow? Jan, tired of trying, just simply says, Maybe I will. Mike looks at her and says, it's real serious. And he goes, promise. (laughs) And Jan smiles and says, okay, I promise. I guess I've got nothing to lose. Carol says, nothing except your no talent. (laughs) And Mike funny if Mike was like, too soon, Carol. Yeah. Mike was like, no, no, don't. No, that's that's, bad timing. Yeah, that was. You gotta let some of these go. (laughs) 
Carol chuckles as Jan smiles and goes upstairs. It'd be funny if one of these times Carol was like, you could try this. And she turns to Mike and goes like that. <laughs> Is that like how we were talking That's, about? Right. <laughs> um, but the issue wasn't finding something she was interested in. Yeah. Because they say that, but that's not what the issue is. It was finding something that she didn't suck at. True. So, I mean, she was interested in ballet. She just sucked at it. Yeah, you know what I mean? She's like, interested in tap. She's into yeah. baton twirling. She I've known people in theater that were interested in doing theater, but they shouldn't. Like, <laughs> um, she's getting really tall, I put down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy how, like, um, anyways, um, I was thrown for a minute where in the house this was. I don't know why. So I'm like, why is the living room on the far right-hand side? I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know why I was so confused by it. (laughs) I don't know. So let's hear what uh, good old Emmy Kate has to say. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Why does Jan have to try something? Why does she have to have a hobby or an activity? Why can't she just do whatever and do her schoolwork and watch TV and hang out? (laughs) We don't all have to do an activity all the time. I mean, if she's just not feeling anything, then don't do any activities. I didn't do activities my whole life. I hung out with my friends. I'm sure everybody else did too. Hmm. So then Kate needs to listen to what I was talking about. Have some earlier. passion. That's right. Have some passion. She does. It's us. <laughs> That's true. Um, but your biggest passion, Amy Kate. She's like, the well, guys on a very brave podcast. She's like, fine, I'll listen to something else. Um <clears throat> <laughs> Uh, I kind of see what Emmy Emmy Kate is saying though. Like, why does she? Why are her parents pushing her so hard to find a hobby? Probably to get her the fuck out of the house. Because um, I think it's just more about because um, she's you know moping around. Well, everybody in the Brady house is so damn competitive. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but also, I thought there was an episode or two. I thought it was Jan where Jan was all pissy because she didn't have enough trophies or something. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she has a history of her like, sister's shadow. I think yeah. is in the episode. she has a history of kind of being part on herself about this. So, yeah. Yeah. I thought that, uh, cause Mike had said the line, everyone has talent somewhere, you know, I thought the line would have been better if he said, everyone has talent somewhere and you'll never find where yours lies. If you believe your lies, <laughs> uh, it's fucking poetry and motion. Hell yeah, it was <laughs> fucking profound shit. Hmm. So yeah, I just, Reiterate again. She shouldn't have said that. Nothing except for no talent. Like, no, no she shouldn't have said that. That was like, that's too soon. Yeah. Too soon, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> Scene sixteen in the family room. Carol is doing. You guessed it. Needlepoint. <laughs> Alice walks in, whistling a tune, and says, "Hi, Mrs. Brady. How about a little afternoon snack?" Oh, Carol's shit. like. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yes. Mike, don't get home until snack. 6 o'clock, and it's about 6.30. Yeah. Snacking in the afternoon. <laughs> uh, no, Carol says, not right now, Alice. I've got a headache. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, Carol says, oh, no, thanks, Alice. Alice says, I wish you'd say yes. <laughs> I really wish you'd say yes. If you know what I mean. And I think you do. do. Carol asks why. Alice says, because it would give me a chance to peek at the food Mr. Brady has in the freezer. Mm -hmm. Carol looks at Alice and says, now, Alice, we promised. Alice says, you're right. 
I'll wash my mouth out with soap for even suggesting it. Hmm. Carol says, when you're through, will you suggest it again? I'm weakening. They just laugh. (laughs) Just then, Jan comes running into the room and says, Mom, I did it. I found something at school that I'm really interested in. Hmm. Carol lights up and asks, what, honey? Jan announces, I'm trying out for the lead in the school play. Carol says, oh, Jan, that's wonderful. Alice claps her hands and whistles. Jan goes on, anyway, the play's about an American girl in Paris who's starving and painting and trying to pay her bills. Hmm. She stops herself and then says, while I'm telling you all of this, I should be learning my lines. I have to know every one of them by tomorrow. Carol says, why so soon? Jan says, because I signed up so late. And then she runs off to learn her lines. Hmm. After she leaves, Carol laughs and says, girls, they're absolutely unpredictable. Alice says, maybe that's why they grow up to be women. Ooh. Carol just laughs. So unpredictable? Like Mike told her, nay, made her promise to look into the school play. Yeah. And she comes home interested in the school play. So predictable as hell, I'd say. That this podcaster says. Wasn't she involved in a play just last season where Peter paid Benedict Arnold and she like purposely was backstage because she sucked? I don't remember. Remember? Like she was like the costume person or something? Because Peter got shit on because he was playing Benedict Arnold. Yeah, but she was like the costume person. Remember? Because she had a bunch of people helping her make costumes and shit. I guess. I thought she already went through this. I thought she already knew she sucked at theater. (laughs) I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Emma Kate will tell us. M- oh, never oh, mind. No. no. Hmm. Okay. Uh, scene 17. Our scene takes us to Fillmore Junior High in the auditorium. They're holding auditions for the school play. The director says, next are Jan Brady and Billy Naylor. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Johnny? Johnny Naylor. We see Jan sitting with Peter, who's there for support. Jan, while holding a paint palette, says... Well, here it goes. Peter says, okay, Jan. Now remember, self-confidence. Jan looks at him and repeats, right, self-confidence. Jan and Billy take the stage. Jan sets up next to an easel while Billy sets up putting on a wig and walks outside a fake doorway. As Jan puts on a smock, the director asks, what's the painting, Jan? Jan says, well, I'm supposed to be painting in the scene, so I started this last night when I was at home. It'll make it easier for me. The director says, okay, you and Billy may begin when you're ready. Jan sits down in front of the painting, grabs the palette and brush, and begins to play out as if she's painting. Jan says the line, come in. The director says, no, Jan. You wait until the landlord knocks. Jan says, oh, sorry. (laughs) And she goes back to painting. This time, Billy knocks on the door. Jan says, come in. Billy steps onto the stage, dressed as an old man, and says with a French accent, Mademoiselle, I come to give you one final chance to pay the rent. Jan dramatically says, But Monsieur, I must have more time, and I've almost finished my painting. After Jan turns back to her painting, an awkward pause fills the stage. Mm. The director says, Jan, you have another line, dear. Jan looks over and says, Not my line. Jan looks over and says, oh, right, sorry. The director says, let's start again. 
Peter nervously watches from the audience. Billy, annoyed, walks back out the door to knock again. Then he shuts the door. Jan takes that as her cue and nervously says, Come in! Billy opens the door and yells, I'm supposed to knock first. Billy shuts the door again, leaving Jan feeling the pressure and Peter from the seats feeling it too. Mm. Billy knocks on the door and Jan says, Come in, Billy. The director says, Jan, he's the landlord, not Billy. Billy opens the door, shaking his head and says, Mademoiselle, I've come to give you one final chance to pay the rent. Jan overdramatically says, But Monsieur, I must have more time. I've almost finished my painting. Jan, forgetting her next line, thinks for a second and says, Oh, uh, I'm sure I'll sell it. Billy goes on, Who would buy such a horrible painting? I must have the rent. Peter awkwardly continues to watch the dumpster fire that is ablaze <laughs> before him. Billy goes on, she is long overdue. Jan picks up her purse in one hand while she holds the pallet in the other and walks over to Billy and says, but I have no money. Once she gets to Billy, she notices her purse is spilling onto the floor. Mm. She hands the pallet to Billy and says, oh, uh, hold this. But then spills paint all over Billy. Billy shouts, hey. Jan says, I'm sorry, Billy. Peter, embarrassed, just covers his face. Mm. The director, now feeling some empathy for Jan, runs up to the stage to help her pick up her things. She kneels down and says, Jan, dear, are you sure you're up for this? I mean, you did have only one night to learn it. Jan looks at her and says, no, Mrs. Ferguson, I'm not up to this. Mm. Mrs. Ferguson pats her on the back and says, maybe our next play. Jan and Mrs. Ferguson stand up and Jan says, there won't be a next one for me. Mm. My life is one big, dark room. (laughs) (laughs) And she walks off the stage. Peter watches on and feels bad for his sister. Mm. Back in in our theater days, I don't know if you remember this, but we used to get in trouble for not saying line. Yeah. And, and instead apologizing mm-hmm. like, like that goes all the way up through community theater, up through professional, all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. if you drop a line, you're like, sorry, sorry. So, like, Oh, they get onto you. That shit. You're like, you're wasting fucking time. Just say line as quickly as you can. Yeah. And then there reaches a, you reach a point where you say line and nothing fucking happens. Like, <laughs> like keep going, like keep going, figure it out on your own. Like <laughs> yeah. you can't stop in the middle of a performance and yell line. Um, but yeah, I put shocking. She gave up again. Yeah. Shocking. You know, I thought like at one point, cause she messes up the line and then the director's like, you have another line. <laughs> and she's like, Oh yeah, sorry. Well, let's take it again. Well, right. Tell her the fucking line. Right. 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 And I was like, and I'm like, well, maybe she'll remember next time. Mm-hmm. Here we go. We're going again. No, everybody back to one. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, I think uh, a little more work. She could have done better. I mean, I she, think so. Yeah. She made a painting and everything just for the audition. It was, was literally her first day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Scene 18. Back at home, Peter sits with Carol in the family room eating milk and cookies. Mm-hmm. Peter says, Mom, Jan's tryout was a disaster. She couldn't do anything right. Mm-hmm. Carol says, Poor kid. Peter says, She's going to be more miserable now than ever. Just then, a happy-go-lucky Jan walks into the door and says, Hi, Mom. Hi, Pete. 
and walks on by with a smile on her face. Carol, a little shocked, says, hi, Jan. Carol leans into Peter and asks him, were you putting me on? Peter says, no, she really bombed out. Honest. Jan adds, boy, did I ever bomb out. Hmm. Carol sarcastically says, well, I'm delighted to see you're so happy about it. Jan says, well, it happened afterwards when Mrs. Ferguson called me out. Hell yeah. She's like, Jan, why don't you come and see me? No. Um, <laughs> no, she said, well, it happened after when Mrs. Ferguson called me back. She looks at Peter and says, just kidding. <laughs> she looks at Peter and says, you had left. Peter asks, what happened? Jane goes on. Well, you know that picture I painted for the play? She turns to Carol and says, Mrs. Ferguson is also the art teacher. She turned back to Peter and goes on. She said that I show a real talent as a painter, that my painting was terrific and that she wants me to enroll in her art class. Carol smiles and says, oh, Jan, that's great. Peter smiles and says, good. Alice walks in and says, now, how about that? She tries out for an actress and winds up an artist. <laughs> I don't know why I say it like Screech. I know you always yeah. do the Screech stuff. Yeah. Jan, <laughs> Jan turns to Carol and says, you and dad were right. Mom, if I hadn't kept trying, I would have never known. Hmm. Alice thinks to herself and says, hey, I wonder if it worked the other way around. Maybe if I tried to paint, somebody would discover how much Raquel Welch and I have in common. Especially down below. No, I don't know. Carol, Peter, and Jan all look at her like she was wearing underwear on her head. Alice rethinks her phrase and says, would you believe Shirley Temple? Mm -hmm. Alice then tap dances in her whitest kids. Mm -hmm. They all just laugh. (laughs) Yeah, bushiest beaver. <laughs> yeah, I put that again. Like, wasn't she involved in theater already? I could have sworn she was. Um, actually, Jan would go on in the subsequent movies mm-hmm. to paint her entire life. Like, wait a minute. She yeah, didn't no, paint no. her whole life. She painted throughout <laughs> her entire life, which also led to her being an architect as an adult. And she distilled this painting and stuff in real life. Does she? He plum. Yeah. So she like this this scene, like they, they say this scene is what sets the character up for the whole rest of her life and what her her, her um hmm. occupation ends ends up being. Mm-hmm. So. And her little side hustle. She exactly. did those with plum goods. Yeah. So oh, I yeah. thought that was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Scene nine oh M E K, no? Okay. Scene nineteen. <laughs> we gotta stop that. People are going to be like, fuck that, man. Apparently, when you send in something, you got to put it every fucking scene. Like, fuck that. I'm not doing it. I'm not writing a synopsis. <laughs> Do our job for us. <laughs> <laughs> scene 19. It is gourmet mealtime. Carol sneaks into the kitchen as Mike cooks away and makes a salad all at the same time. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. He don't need that. no helper. Beat that, Carol Brady. Carol asks, is tonight's menu still top secret? Mike asks as he tosses a salad. Nope. <laughs> it is. He can speak that clearly? <laughs> nope, it is now declassified. Mike wipes his hands off and presents his meal prep to Carol as he lifts lids and names each dish. 
Caesar salad, chocolate mousse in the ice box. Oh, chocolate mousse in the ice box. <laughs> Points to the oven. Tomatoes, Parmesan, and the broiler. He lifts the lid on the stove. Asparagus hollandaise. Carol Impress says, oh. Mike goes on. And a piece de resistance. He lifts the lid to the big pot and says, bouffe bourguignon champignon. It's funny how Mike sounds Asian all of a sudden. That's amazing. I nailed it. Caroline's in, takes a deep whiff. She says, oh, honey, it looks and smells delicious. You are the greatest. Mike pridefully says, yes, that's true. I have too much humility to disagree. Carol laughs. Mike adds, now call the kids because dinner's ready. Carol says, oh, that presents a problem. Mike says, huh? Carol goes on. The kids are going to a surprise party tonight. Mike stops tossing his salad, turns to Carol, (laughs) and a hand on his hip says, what? You mean after I've slaved over a hot stove making all this food? Carol says, Alice and I will eat our share. Mike, disappointed and a little mad, says, honey, I've got enough food here for nine people. Mike takes a deep breath and says in defeat, well, call Alice to the table. I'll start serving. <laughs> Mike takes his apron off and says to himself, talk about a lack of appreciation. Mm-hmm. All the money I spent preparing all this gluck. Preach it, brother. Who the fuck does she think she exactly. is? Exactly. Doesn't do shit around here. I work all day. I put up with her fucking nosiness or drama. Mm-hmm. Her trying to fuck high school boyfriends. Preach. And does she give a shit? Hell no. Hell no. Letting the kids go to a surprise party on my gourmet motherfucking night? Shit. I'll surprise her tonight when she thinks I'm going to stay up and try to do some of her bedtime shenanigans. No, no sorry. She'll be all like, Mike, want to have whoopee? And I'll be all like, hell no. Party pooper. Yeah, party pooper. That'll be good. That'll be good. Ooh. No, I can say, I can say, nope. Sorry, I don't do whoopee with Benedict Arnold. Oh, damn. Right? Yeah, that's good. That's good. And then he grabs a dish and walks out to the dining room table. That was all in the script. Oh, I'm sure. All that was. Yeah. I, I like how when <laughs> when he thought all the food was going to waste, he's like, fuck it. Let Alice sit at the table. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, got more, I got more to say there about the next scene. <laughs> So my note is, um, <clears throat> he's going to overcook the asparagus. Like, he had this shit fucking boiling, and he's like, hey, check it out, asparagus. <laughs> I'm like, it's it's still going? Like, what? it should be out. It only takes, like, a minute to cook asparagus. Anyway. Maybe that's the way he designed it. Scene <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. a 20. As Mike walks out to the dining room table, carrying a dish, they're waiting, is the whole family. Oh. And they all yell out, surprise, Surprise. when Mike walks out. Mike lights up and says, oh, a surprise party, huh? (laughs) Carol turns to Mike and says, you got to admit, you were surprised. Mm. The kids all pound the table and chant, we want to eat. 
we want to eat. As Alice covers her ears from the noise, Mike yells out, hold it. Mike goes on to make an announcement. Now, I've got a surprise for you. Carol asks, oh, what? Mike says with a French accent, the cook has resigned and you are serving the dinner. Mm. Mike sits down. Carol gets up and volunteers Alice as she says, oh, what did I tell you, Alice? I knew we would wind up doing all the work. (laughs) Alice walks around and serves the food for everyone as Carol, quote unquote, helps. (laughs) Uh, Well, let's let's hear what uh, Emmy's back. Oh, good. Oh, she must be sleeping. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So let's hear what Emmy has to say about this scene. So Jan's all upset about having no talent. Meanwhile, this whole episode, she's a friggin' supermodel. She looks absolutely gorgeous. And every single outfit she's wearing is just like top notch, gorgeous from head to toe. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what she doesn't have talent with. She's absolutely gorgeous. She can just walk around and be beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think she's better looking than than Marsha. Well, this episode's not talk crazy. Come on. Nah, for real. She's way better looking than Marsha. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with MBK. Like, yeah. She gets straight up be a model. Yeah, in this episode, like I said, she looked great in this episode. She did. Like, yeah. she, I don't know what they did with her costume in this episode, but know. they really stepped it up for they, her. I feel like the clothes that she wears, like in the last two episodes, have been really, really like mature clothes. Like clothes yeah. that somebody a lot older than her would wear. And I think that's playing into it. It's making her look more mature. Hmm. Because if you look at the kind of stuff Marsha's wearing, it seems like Marsha's wearing really like children's stuff, like really like kids clothes in comparison. I guess with the mini, mini skirts. I guess. Yeah. Well, I guess Cindy was wearing them at like six years old. So. Right. <laughs> well, I don't think Cindy's ever like gotten a bigger size dress than she started out with. But, <laughs> um, but um, I, I really like seeing Alice at the table. <laughs> that was my thing. I was like, oh, so they can fit Alice at the yeah, table with everybody. I like seeing Alice at the table. <laughs> I know. It's kind of, and she thought, she's like, shit, look at this. I'm amongst the people today. Yeah. Nice. And the mics shut that shit down quick. Yep. Actually, Mike didn't. Carol did. Yeah. Mike's like, you can fucking serve the meal. I'm going to sit down. And then Carol's like, ha you got me. Alice, let's go. And then as soon as the camera shut off, Mike looked at Alice and was like, if you would have sided with me, you'd be getting served now too. <laughs> Exactly. What are you gonna do next, dipshit? Hmm? Um, Keep it up, dipshit. I um, I don't know if you've ever tried vicious swah soup, but it's kind of gross. It's it's like the one I had was it didn't taste very good, but it's it's served cold, yeah, like chilled in the refrigerator. It's disgusting. (laughs) So I didn't really. Oh, it's that cold soup. Yeah, I've never tried. Oh, it's nasty. You. I didn't. I didn't like it. Some people may like it. I didn't like it. Yeah, I've never uh, tried it. I but staged, it just didn't sound good, though. I stage managed a show called Nonsense. And in the show Nonsense, one of the nuns dies from eating vicious swah soup. That uh, was tainted. Spoiler alert. Yeah, that was tainted. Oh. And uh, we served vicious swah soup at intermission. It was really gross. So that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was an okay episode. It was, you know, it was yeah. okay. I just think Jan did really well in this episode. Mm-hmm. I think no, I think Eve Plum did a good, good job. Sorry, in this episode. sorry. Yes, Eve yeah. Plum did an because Jan sucked at so many things at in this episode. Everything she did, yeah. 
But yeah, no, E Plum did a fantastic job in this episode. Yeah, and yeah. I really like the scene with her and uh, Barry Williams have that together. Yeah, did really good. I agree. So. I concur. Mm-hmm. All right, Jimmy. So I have an email to read. Okay. <laughs> We're not going to get another lashing like we did last time, are we? <laughs> another lashing. Um, I don't know. Let's find out. Oh, okay. Shall we? All right. So this one comes to us from Mendy. Jimmy, you know Mendy? Mendy, yes. Okay. All right. She says, hi. Hi. That's it? No. She says, uh, love the recent podcast on one of my favorite episodes about Greg and Raquel the goat. (laughs) My son came across this gem. Very childish and silly, but made me giggle. (laughs) And she leaves a uh, a link to a video, which oh, I God. shared with you, Jim. Oh yes, that was yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically yes. videos of uh, people editing that episode. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, and it just makes it look a lot more perverted than it actually was, and mm-hmm. it's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so thank you for this gift, Mindy. <laughs> and I have several suggestions for the next phase of your podcast. Oh, interesting. Once you finish all the Brady material. I would love to hear a podcast on the first season of Happy Days. To me, each episode felt like a little movie, and the cinematography and directing quality is far superior to when it switched to bring to being filmed in front of a live studio audience. Okay. Leave it to Beaver or the Munsters would be fun too. Right. Which you and I have talked about those shows. Yeah, we well. have. They've kind of come up on our radar, yeah. And Munsters, especially because they're Rob Zombies coming mm-hmm. up with a movie soon, so it might be interesting. But anyway. Another idea I had was a, quote, spinoffs podcast. Okay. You could focus on episodes of different sitcoms, which produced a spinoff series, Laverne and Shirley and Mork and Mindy. Yes. Uh, Happy Days, George and Wheezy Jefferson on All in the Family, Uh, Mrs. Garrett from Facts of Life on Different Strokes, et cetera, et cetera. This is true. Uh, can't wait until the Brady episode when they go to Kings Island. Mm. A lot of people are really looking forward to this episode. Good. I will try to submit some audio clips for that one. Oh, that'd be perfect. Yes. Now, let me just tell you, <clears throat> we've got audio clips for that episode. We already have two people send audio clips for that episode. Hey, we'll play them all. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Everybody's like written about can't wait for the Kings Island there episode. There you go. So. so, yeah. So, uh, thank you, Mendy. Appreciate it. Good to hear from you again. You're not going to say thanks. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. We appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So, you know, Mendy, we had a good time here today. Yes. Uh, uh, don't be offended. We do love the show. We're not racist or sexist. No, we are not. And we would also like to thank our Patreon subscribers because without you, this wouldn't be possible. And of course, we're talking about Ginny and Jim. Jim no, 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 we're not. We're not giving them a spotlight this week. No. Remember, we promised last week. We're going to shed some light on oh, some shit, other right. producers that we have. That's true. You know, like Pepe. Or like like just throwing this out there, Jill S. Mm-hmm. Uh, KDB. Oh, uh, Robert. Mm-hmm. Those are just a few. This, that's just I mean, a few. You can get some there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's think about those people. Exactly. Jenny and Jim could take a week off. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, we, we appreciate all of you guys. And uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's hand out some homework assignments. Sounds good to me. All right. So first thing is check out the website. It's at averybradypodcast.com. Do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and CastBox. Tell two friends about the show. And if you don't like it, 
You're a Benedict Arnold. Oh, dang. Send an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in on the conversation and the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. If you would like to be a producer, if you're looking at, you know, Pepe and Robert and Jill S and KDB mm-hmm. and you're thinking, wow, like they make me feel like Jan did in this episode mm-hmm. and I want to be like a Marsha and I want to be like, I want to be a Marsha like them. Mm-hmm. Then check out our, um, our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash everybody podcast. Mm-hmm. Or if you're sitting around and you're like, I wonder what Tech and Jimmy look like. Well, wonder no more. Check out the Instagram at a very Brady podcast. And if you're sitting there wondering going, gee, I wonder if there's any updates that they can tell me about. Well, check out our Facebook and you could get, you know, real time updates and be one of the cool kids. Mm -hmm. And they're like, so what other things can we check out? That's also retro. Well, Check out our network, which is the retro network.com. Go check it out for other retro network type stuff. Well, for other retro stuff, or maybe like you're thinking, you know what? I want to support people like Emmy Kate that are, you know, sending, you know, things into this, into the show. And I want to support the podcast. But every time I walk around with a boom box on my shoulder, people look at me like I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, then go to our T public store and buy some merch. Mm-hmm. That way you can support it by showing a shirt instead of carrying around a boom box looking silly. That's right. Instead of a boom box, you can box it like a boss. You can. That's true. Mm-hmm. And send in some audio clips of upcoming episodes. Yes. You've heard Emmy Kate do hers today. Go ahead, do it. Send it in. Send it in. We'd love to hear them, and we'll play them on the show. We will. And we'll even respond to it and everything. Mm-hmm. But and most importantly, yes. if you don't do anything else, go watch a Brady Bunch. Yes. And then you're probably also wondering, well, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah, they made like 100-something episodes. Yeah, what am I going to do? Where should I start? Well, Jimmy's going to tell you. Yes. On the next episode, we look at season five, episode 11, the Cincinnati kids. There it is. What's this one about, Jimmy? Mike takes the entire family, probably Alice too, (laughs) (laughs) on a trip to Kings Island amusement park Mm -hmm. where he is to submit plans to a client, but a mix up causes the blueprints to go missing at the park. Mm-hmm. Everybody's looking forward to this episode. That's going to be a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> oh, oh man. Did you just make that up? I made that up you on just... the spot. I just saw my mouth and I came. <laughs> damn. I am lucky, sir, to have you. It's damn right. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. All right. So, unless you have anything else, I do not. Well, before we go, oh, a big thank you to Emmy Kate. For oh, doing yeah. homework and send totally, that in. for sure. We really appreciate it. And yeah, you hit the nail right on the head on a lot of those. A lot of what you said was in our notes as well. So yeah, we, we, you get it. You're there. Yeah. We gave her a little hard time, but that's just all fun and games. It is, yeah. Because it's MBK, we know we can. Yeah, yeah. But we sure. do appreciate it. We really do. And oh, I do want to say something real quickly. Okay. Okay, so a couple of things real quick, everybody, and now I'll let you go. Um, so if you're ever like Requesting to join the Facebook group, you know, a very birdie Facebook mm, group. Yes. Please fill out the questions or answer the question and also agree to terms because we're getting a lot of people who aren't doing that and I haven't been approving them. I don't know, Jimmy, if you've been approving them. I just approved somebody yesterday and I was like, oh shit, they actually mm. answered a question and, you know, because we've been getting some shady people coming in that are doing uh, 
not things that they should. They're, be try, doing. they're trying to like post about like one of them was ooh work from home, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they set up a bunch of fake accounts. And, yeah. So, so please, uh, if you're going to request to join the Facebook group, which we'll let anybody in, doesn't matter, but just please answer the questions and stuff like that. And also, feel free. At least I um, can't speak for Jimmy, but I'm sure he'll agree. Um, send us firm requests too on Facebook. You say you can send me a firm request, but here's my only issue is I don't know if you're a listener of the show, and so <laughs> I've had like a few like requests come my way, but I don't know who they are. Right. So you're not going to get approved. You know what I mean? Because I don't if I don't know who you are, we're not mutual friends. Right. right. Um, I don't mind you sending requests. I don't care. I have no problem approving. But if I don't know who you are, I don't recognize mutual friends, and it's not going to happen. So if you can somehow like shoot like a message or something like hey i'm just a listener of the show i just want to send you a friend request i'll be like oh okay cool and then i'll prove it well as far as like friend requesting me uh fuck that and fuck you no i was kidding um <laughs> i'm joking um i i don't know what my privacy is set up as i can't remember but you may have to message me first in order to be like if you just message me and say hey uh, like this is a friend request or whatever. I, I can't remember how I have it set up. I had it set up a certain way for a certain reason because I kept getting a bunch of spam and stuff. So yeah. if you're trying to friend request me and you can't figure out how, just message me. And I think it might even come up and say, you know, approval for a message or whatever, but that's fine. Um, but also uh, from the, the last thing you had said, there's two things you got to do joining the group. Yeah. One is you have to agree agree to the terms and conditions, mm-hmm. and you have to answer the questions, right? And we've had a few people come through, and it, it kind of crossed my eye where they didn't they didn't agree to the terms and conditions, right? And they didn't answer any of the questions. Yeah. So I thought, eh, okay, they probably don't. They're probably in a hurry. So I went ahead and approved it, and the next thing I know, they're it's, it's posting about jobs working from yeah. home and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, yeah, if you don't fill out both of those. Then gonna we're gonna to assume that. we're gonna assume that you're a bot, and we're not gonna prove it. Yeah. And it's nothing against anybody. It's just we don't want a bunch of we want the the Facebook group to be fun and entertaining and posting a bunch of silly stuff. We don't want you know if I wanted to work from home, I would find a job working from home. So I do work from home. <clears throat> exactly. So <laughs> yes, well said. All right. Unless you have anything else. Nope. That's it. Okay. In that case, I have been Jimmy, and I've been Tack, and this has been. Of our Brady podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.